Hello and welcome to So What You're Saying Is, I'm Peter Whittle. Now we're living in a time where free speech appears to be under attack. People don't know what they can say and what they can't say. But the arts have always, at least in Britain, seen themselves as being the kind of uh, beacon of free expression and free speech. But is this really the case? Is it the fact that the arts are increasingly becoming a kind of visual display unit for the establishment. It sometimes seems that way. Well, there's one group that has set itself up to champion free speech and indeed champion artists who take on all those kind of subjects that the arts generally don't. By that I mean painting, writing, filmmaking, even journalism. That organization is called Passion for Freedom. It was started a decade ago and I'm very very pleased that today I've got two of the founders of Passion for Freedom with me that's Anishka Kodak and Camilla Forrest thank you very much for coming thank you for um, having us this is an incredibly important organization that you've got uh, I wonder why did you start it uh, it's a big pleasure to listen what you're talking about yeah we have this time that some people uh, brave you can see uh, who we are we started 11 years ago and um, I met Agnieszka in radio when I invite her when I was a journalist to my program because Aga she's an artist and then straight after we knew it that we we will be a uh, good friends and we have to do it something together and a very short time after that uh, when we were sitting together and drinking wine we feel it that something is going on in this world and there is a big difference between Poland and England it was already visible 10 years ago that there is a less freedom in England than in Poland we could feel it so wait a minute so you obviously being Polish mm -hmm. you know you did you think the situation in Britain was entirely different I mean immediately right. immediately you could feel this because obviously if you're coming from environment there is a freedom much more to the one which is limited you can feel it immediately it's like when you're going now to Turkey you can feel it even those people might say no it's fine yeah I have I have a right to buy something because the feeling of freedom can be can change automatically with time you might think it's all the time fine so we feel it by the gap and also because Aga loves art and I I have a good experience also with art festivals uh, during this light and happy time with wine, we discovered that something like passion for freedom has a right place in London. There are many reasons why. London is a very, very powerful place and whatever you do from this place, it's much more powerful. Plus art become recently, not recently, but at that time we feel that it's boring. Right. It's not yeah. very powerful. No, they yeah, don't use yeah. the art the way as has been designed. The art is very powerful weapon. And as uh, Picasso said, that art it's not um, something that you have to hang in, uh, in your room. It's a very uh, offense and defense weapon uh, to your enemy, something like that. So we feel it that this art, which started to be very popular in London, it's a little bit boring. So we decided to make an mm -hmm. proper things and it was a very joyful idea to do something what will be uh, a massive collection from all over the world. So the passion for freedom is 
is basically collection about freedom because it's it's also quite interesting when we ask people about freedom what is freedom for you the, the the debate is open and it's different it's hard to say so the picture from the art the picture from the film section from 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 many different countries open the true picture was the freedom so do you think therefore having come from poland when you did mm. that basically creative people in britain the people who like to think of themselves as being the, you know, the beacon of free speech. And mm. Do you think they don't really care much about freedom? Do you think they don't take on the right I, issues? I think they do care about freedom, but I think they got so used to it. It's like, you know, that it's like, hey, it's always there. You breathe it in and out. And, and you don't really seem to pay attention that there might be bits removed here and there. And the quality is not the same. And then slowly you start to suffocate. But then it might be too late. And I think... As Camilla was saying, um, I think the aspect why we had this stark experience that there is not enough freedom here is because we lived with no freedom yeah. for for such a long time, not only through communism, but also when Poland disappeared from the map of Europe. So it's almost like genetically in our bloodstream that you just start to sense something is going on something doesn't smell right doesn't sound right we know these phrases or oh, we do it for your own good you shouldn't you shouldn't read these difficult ideas because that actually might damage you not giving yeah. people the, the the first of all the benefit of the doubt that they are um, um, responsible enough and grown up enough to themselves look at the let's say the news or the information and 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 come to conclusions so someone else is looking after your interests. so we know that very well from the time when we were being protected during the communist time whether it was um erotic art whether it was um new ideas from the west and obviously there was always a narrative given to things how you should think about it or how, how you should see it so I think straight away we could we could sense it and feel that there is something wrong and and I think with time each one of us was on our kind of personal journey so for example myself when I was doing a, a postgraduate degree here in London I was shocked how there is only one narrative going on and uh, and and it was on different levels not only politically but also in a sense that artists couldn't just enjoy making art and 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 looking for beauty in art yeah. there was so much of the brainwashing with postmodernism where where everything has to go through this one um, uh, way of thinking and seeing the world and translating everything. So definitely with the festival, asking the questions about freedom, what is freedom? Uh, how do you celebrate it when you have the freedom? How do you protect it once you recognize that you have this freedom? But also looking at the beauty of art and, and, this, and, the, and the truth in art, which I think it's lost. Yeah. I, I should mention you're sitting there very proudly with this book on your lap. This is the wonderful catalogue for your uh, most recent uh, art competition, isn't it? Your festival, mm -hmm. which was in London. I think we're actually going to have some pictures from it that we will see on the screen. Mm -hmm. But uh, you've been having these for 10 years, haven't you? I, I'm interested in what you're saying here. Basically, that the arts here, it seems to me, and I worked in them too for a long time, but in a different way, they've become a lifestyle choice. It's as simple as that, just a lifestyle thing. In other words, with, with not really that many consequences. Mm. Would, that, would you say that that's right to say that that's what you're really bucking against? And I wondered, for example, what was the attitude of the art establishment to passion for freedom, for example? I would say that you have the authentic artists and artists that they have their own voice 
but they are being sidelined. They are not being highlighted. They, they are bypassed. And a lot of them, they really have to fight. And it could be a fight on this. Sometimes it would be actually a fight for life because the artworks, the issues they touch upon and they try to explore, they get the death threats. The galleries don't want to exhibit them because we claim to live in democratic societies with the rule of law and, and um, free speech and that people would be protected and their free speech would be protected. So we have artists that they actually risk their lives creating art. But we also have artists that with, with the works they do, with the approach to art, they are they are being pushed away from the mainstream because it's not acceptable. It's it's there's no truth. There is no beauty. Everything is um, relative, I and it's very I, difficult. I remember I came to one of your earlier uh, festival, you know, one of your earlier uh, gallery exhibitions. This was near mm -hmm. London Bridge, I think. Now, if I remember, you'd had problems from galleries yourself not wanting to take you on. Isn't that right? Or rather, letting you down at the last minute. Why did they do that? What what actually happened? Our festival has one thing which is always problems. Yeah. We have problems every year. It's impossible that now in our interesting time we don't have problems because we're talking about freedom which no one wants to talk about. Well, and what do they object to, Camilla? What is it that, what is it that, what, what, just tell us what some of the subjects of what you had in the gallery that might have actually caused them to be worried. Before that we have very good relationship with everything was smooth and, and nice. There was no problem at all until they discover that we are really talking about freedom and the freedom which we support, it's exactly what they don't want to support. Such so, as what? Such, such as Islam. Right. So there was there was a plenty of artists, and every year more and more underlined and straight away. And it's not us; it's the artists who say about troubles which they have in their own country. Mm -hmm. So there were a few artists who mm -hmm. were issue life issue. They they are really hiding, yes, we, especially from Iran. Yes, and we we decided to show them and. Theoretically, what we discover later, she got the information, what kind of artists we might show up. And also we, we want to show the film, which was uh, Silent Conquest, I remember. And there was also issue about this film because it's, it's, it mm -hmm. was... Uh, so what happened? They, they basically cancelled your gallery space. Uh, yeah, we just received the letter that uh, with some funny request that we... Even th this gallery was uh, near the Tate Gallery. Mm -hmm. so it's Tate Modern. Tate Modern. So, and they request us to have toy toy toilets outside. Yeah. So which is obviously... There was a play on time. Uh, it's, it's the, the funny request. Mm -hmm. And then there was the uh, obvious statement that they will never ever give us the space because we we are against the religion of peace. That was the one of the statement. But I think what was the, 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 the worst part of it is that it was done with premeditation, with calculation in, in play, because we had to pay upfront for everything. Mm -hmm. Where normally uh, the procedures are you pay the deposit mm -hmm. and then just as the exhibition happens, you pay for the full rental. Then here we were forced to pay everything upfront and then just three days before hanging of the show, where it, it really puts us in a risky situation that we might not find another gallery space mm -hmm. in, a, in a city like London, um, they, they just broke the contract and just ran off with the money. We took, we took the gallery uh, manager to court and we won. We won a few years ago. So basically what it was is that you had uh, works of art in there that were dealing with Islam, uh, uh, not only, but that was one of the things, and that basically, that's what their obje objection was. Um, I know that when it comes to 
your own experience, you've been really right at the very forefront, haven't you, of attacks on what you might call, well, not just free speech, actually, but this is in Copenhagen. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering whether you can tell us about that. That was about three years ago, wasn't it? You were actually at an event. Uh, yes, that was just a month after Charlie uh, Hebdo attack in Copenhagen. The meeting, um, the discussion was on freedom of expression in arts, and uh, it was organized by Lars Wilk's uh, committee, and it was on the 14th of February, which is the anniversary of uh, Salman Rushdie fatwa. This year we have 30th anniversary of that, where, in a sense, we could say that for the first time in the Western world, we, we heard that there is still there are still blasphemy laws that are being up, upheld and that people get killed. Uh, according to Sharia law. So um, it was a meeting in Copenhagen, in central Copenhagen. It was an open public meeting, advertised. You could buy a ticket. You didn't have to come with an automatic weapon. You could join the conversation, basically. You could even come for free um, if you couldn't pay. So, um, yes, so there was an attacker that came to to kill all of us. Uh, he, he managed to get inside. We had the security. But obviously, under such attack that goes so quickly, it's not so easy to, to protect people. Unfortunately, uh, sadly, one of the filmmakers uh, was shot and uh, then the attacker went on to attack the synagogue because it seems there is a pattern in the Western societies now that the first one to attack are um, artists, um, writers, and then the Jews. Do you think that, I mean, therefore, the effect it's had, say, like on people who write books here in, in Britain or Europe generally, I, don't, I think France is slightly different, but here in Britain, write books, paint pictures, what, what have you. Do you think they self-censor? Definitely. Of course. Of course. Not just on Islam, but yeah. on other things too. I mean, it seems to me that you know what you're going to get pretty much now when you see or read anything. Mm -hmm. I think the additional layer added is the, the, the mob that goes after you on social media. So right. I think, in a sense, the circle of people self-censoring is just widening and widening and widening. It's a freedom of speech which is already limited. Yes. It's limited everywhere. It's limited in the shop, at school, and in the gallery, everywhere. The, the, you're going to the cinema and it's also everything is already to this pattern that people probably want to survive in this situation and they want to be happy so they decided to give this freedom and have normal life and the freedom is limited and limited and limited we have uh, two you mean years they've done a kind of deal in other yes. words yes right. okay. we, you get the freedom two years ago we have a conversation with a quite big sponsor he wants to give us uh, the money which help us to survive in an easy way but there was only one but that you will say something else about who you are that you will only celebrate freedom you will not talking about how to prevent, and this is a little bit too much. Let's go to the big gallery. Let's only celebrate freedom, not, not protect freedom in another way. And for the first moment, we get excited, like, wow, now will be easy life. Yeah, yeah. But yes, exactly. it means we have to give a little bit of our freedom. And then we decided, and there was also, we recognize this, that this is a limitation. It's not give us, they, they, we will have more money, which every artist probably might have, if we give a little bit of freedom. And, but there was requests like, please, Mimsy, 
Mm, yes. Means it can't can be. Yeah, yes, can you tell us about that? There's a particular picture that caused problems for you, didn't it? I mean, yeah. we'll have it up on screen yeah. actually, yeah. but can you tell us what actually happened there? What, and we explain it to what's in the picture there. Right, so um, uh, Mimzi, she's an artist, a British artist working at the pseudonym and she was invited by us as a guest artist in 2015 to show, show the series of her light boxes called Isis in Sylvania um, at the Mal Gallery in London. And at that time, we've just survived the terror attack in Copenhagen. It was just before the attacks in Paris in September. So um, we were in touch with the, with the British police in, in relation to security. Um, being aware that uh, so many people come in one place, people that care about freedom, writers, journalists, um, thinkers, um, guests from abroad. And um, the police said that they will see what they can do. It might not be necessary. Uh, they will keep an eye on that. But then the closer it was getting to, to the exhibition, we could see certain things happening. So our newsletter, uh, the, in which we included Mims's work, dropped it. The image was dropped without even discussing it with us. Then we received an email that the British police con uh, contacted the gallery and told them that this artwork is potentially inflammatory. And they would advise, and they would advise not to show this artwork. But then if we chose to show this artwork, we need to pay £6,000 a day for the police protection. When we said, we will find the money, we will pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's art. It's a freedom. It's freedom. We are in London. We are in the heart of democracy. And the, the, the list started to be longer. It was not only this art. So once they recognized that we are really quite dangerous for them as a one who really protect freedom, they prolonged the list for another uh, wife uh, of uh, journalists that yeah. she should not show up. I said, but she's already in the country. No, no, so there is no way that she can make any speech because she is also dangerous. Yes. And also another artworks, oh, it's also dangerous. Yes. And then the list become longer and then we feel it. They already started. But what was interesting about this particular piece, the Mimsy piece, is that this was a ISIS. Right. And they're talking about that possibly being inflammatory, to actually have ISIS in this particular context. Well, what I found quite amusing, and obviously the viewers will see the artwork, what I found amusing is that, if anything, we are being the offended ones, not the ISIS, because they come with the guns, they are ready to kill us, and we're just having a beer or a picnic, um, just idling away. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. it's, it's obvi obviously because... Uh, this picture shows the sense of humor. Yes. We're not afraid of them. Yeah. We laugh at them. That's why, because to show them in the situation when they're dangerous, when they get the power on us, when they cut the head, this is all right. But when we make a fun of them, Yes, because they were mice and hamsters. Yeah. They were not the lions of Islam. Fun. They it's were funny. mice and hamsters. That's quite upsetting. I, I bet they had some little tantrums. <laughs> I wonder that uh, basically uh, it seems to me as well that you've championed women artists an awful lot. Is this because you see women as being particularly threatened in the world today? I mean, you know, the sort of subjects that they take, take on or the, how they express themselves? I think definitely we had quite a lot of women applying because it's also what is important to say um, the way the festival works there is the major part of exhibition is actually through competition yeah. so we advertise worldly 
around the world, in Europe, North America, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Iran, and also it goes through the word of mouth. The artists tell each other because we always check where, where did you hear about us and so on. So the major part comes from competition. So I think that shows how many women yeah seeing all these different issues, how they want to speak up and how they might not have possibility to do it somewhere else. And what I really, um, what really warms my heart year by year is that apart from the panel of judges that they select artworks to, to, to be given the awards, we also have the, the um, People's Choice Award when the guests coming to the private view, they select the artworks and then they decide through the vote actually just on that night which artwork should be uh, awarded so every year the artwork that is selected is actually touching the nerve it's never something sweet and delicate yeah, yeah. it touches a really difficult point and presses on that so i'm i'm, I'm really amazed and and thankful that the public is not stupid there were two bits uh, uh, two pieces that i saw when i came along to your last show mm -hmm. here which was the one in london and i think you had about 600 entries for that is that right something it's huge on the, on the 10 years time we have 650 artworks uh, right. And this is uh, all including the film section books as well. Well, there was one, it was I think the only Brexit supporting piece of art I think I've ever seen <laughs> and it was the one where it was choose it was like to choose Brexit choose, and it was like a we'll show a picture of it if you yes, uh, when yes, we yes, yes, yes. but it's actually just it's just writing but it was actually very very effective yes, yes, it was yes, just choose this please. choose that choose freedom choose that sort of I thought that that was very good but it's so rare to see well it's so rare to see that artwork was actually twice destroyed when it was displayed before our exhibition Really? And and I have to say I was really shocked because we always have a guest book where people can write their comments and this year this artwork upset many people. They were really deeply disturbed by this artwork. Well, I was really shocked because there were other things that could have done the same job. Yeah, like a burka. Yes. Now, right. There was also at your show uh, a, a great, uh, it was like a cartoon almost, and it was um, I think a diversity training. Yes, uh, it was a drawing. I'm sure we'll have a picture of that too. But that was a sort of drawing. It was putting to the point I think it's fine so long as it's not English you're speaking. I think that was the, the point of it. But the thing is what's interesting about these is that people feel so threatened by these things. These are just ideas, aren't they? These are just, you know, why should people feel so offended and threatened by this kind of art? I think the less you are exposed to fresh air, the more threatening it becomes. Yeah. I think they just don't experience freedom in everyday life, so they're even afraid of their own thoughts or even seeing something because they, maybe they will be afraid that they will be judged because they've just seen it. Not even they've done the artwork or wrote an article or talked about it at work, God forbid. So I, they've seen something they shouldn't have seen. I, would, I think it's fair to say, therefore, you don't have much time for safe spaces and things like that, do you? <laughs> you know, I mean, all of this sort of thing well, that we have Well, I get now. sometimes stage fright, but then I think, Agnieszka, you were at the terror attack. You spoke after the terror attack and you said they not only want to kill us, they want us to stop talking so we should continue. Yeah. So then I just say to myself, calm down, dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just well, do look, it. Listen, on that note, I mean, keep doing the great work, won't you? Um, I, I think that you're absolutely right. When it comes to the art scene now, creative scene now, I think it's very dull on the whole. And I think that you are making it lively, but 
doing something very, very important. So thank you very, very much. For I just want to add that yeah. uh, the London, 10 years in London, give us a very good uh, jump to New York, which we did also All this right. year. So I just want to mention about this trip because it was uh, very spontaneous. We did it in the central of Manhattan in a very nice gallery. And we have very nice welcome. And we can also see this way because this is our plan that we want to go from London to New York to Sydney. We want to have this triangle yeah. in English world speaking. So we can compare freedom every year, how it's in which country. And I can say it was already visible. There is a big difference between England and New York. And we want to see how it's going on in Sydney. And it was big success and they couldn't believe it what's happened now in London. Well, that's just great. Well, once again, thank you very much for coming uh, thank you today. Very much. Thank you very much for watching. So what you're saying is do subscribe, please. Um, you know, and of course, if you'd like to help us, please do donate as well, because uh, we're going to be doing one of these shows every week for the foreseeable future. So thanks very much indeed and see you next time.